subject is going to be about procrastination. Are you a procrastinator? Do you believe in procrastination? Are you procrastinating in a healthy manner or a manner that's detrimental? And what are some ways that you can benefit from procrastinating in your daily life? Hey guys, welcome back. It's episode 28. And this week we are talking about an interesting topic. Actually, um, Lisa and my, our friend, we, uh, sometimes we ask our friends what they think that we, they would want us to talk about. And she had a great idea and I talked to Lisa about it. She's like, oh my gosh, that's great because I feel like everyone can relate to it. And we get obviously all of your topics and ideas and we kind of just determine basically what we think most people would benefit from. And this one I thought was great. Lisa agreed. So we're going to be talking about procrastination. Oh, yeah. Procrastination. It's such a touch and go kind of word, you know? And I'll, I want to kind of read what she wrote because I feel like it'll kind of summarize what we're going to do today. Yeah, so let's do that. She wrote procrastination. I mean, in the small things like I'm baking a cheesecake tonight. I should have made yesterday. Yep. <laughs> procrastination in the larger things like health, waiting too long to stop smoking, eating to work out, taking a trip you always wanted, finishing a house project, project, etc. And then like she put quote, like some people are obviously chronic procrastinators. They only make their problems or tasks larger and harder And then she went on to say, but I wonder, is there also a healthy level of procrastination? A person shouldn't be a slave to their tasks and their lives. I can relate to that. Uh, People need to enjoy a little as well. So what's the balance? That's what I wonder. So first of all, we always say there is no real balance. You know, the kind of like the imbalance. How do you, the juggle struggle as Hannah described it. I don't think there's an answer. I don't think there's an actual balance. However, there's got to be some (laughs) research out there that talks about whether or not it's healthy to be a procrastinator. And I would venture out to say, Tiffany, that some of the most successful entrepreneurs, I better procrastinators in some form. Um, Yeah, I'm learning to be more of a procrastinator. And I think most people would see that as a negative. I see it as a positive. I'm trying to learn to not work on weekends. That's a big deal. I, I mean, I have to round in the hospital, obviously, but I'm trying to but it's weird. It's like, am I procrastinating or am I not? Like, am I getting more of my work done during the week so I don't have to do it on the weekends now? Or am I just kind of procrastinating in general? See, I get anxiety if I know I have stuff on my plate. Yep, so I agree. I'm, I, I would not, I would venture to say I'm kind of less of a procrastinator. However, I do work well. We were speaking about this before we started taping. I do work well when I'm crunched for time. Like I sit down and I am like uber focused. Like you'd think I chomped on four Adderall, like uber focused. Oh, okay. Well, it's the Adderall conversation is probably a separate podcast. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm I mean, just saying. I mean, our podcast, but a separate episode on our podcast. But I think a lot of it comes down to prioritizing your day, which you and I talk about all the time. Sometimes your day is planned out in the morning when you wake up and you figure out all the things that you need to do and you figure it out and you get it done. But what's the problem with that? Not to cut you off. The problem with that is whenever it does not go as planned and you get super pissed. Oh, I was just going to say that. You took the words right (laughs) out of my mouth. That's the problem with planning your day ahead of time. Well, yes. I think there's a healthy mantra, if you will, behind the fact that you're prioritizing your day as far as outlining what you need to get done. But you have to be flexible in the sense that your plan might be modified in some form or fashion and your daily work might not get finished till the end of the week. Question though, is that procrastinating? If you're supposed to get it done in the 
by the end of the workday and now it's Wednesday and you know there's no way in hell you're going to get that stuff done until Friday. Yeah, so I've always thought of a procrastinator as the following. You have time to get whatever tasks done that you need to get done, but instead of doing that, you're bullshitting doing something else. Oh, okay. In my head, when I think about procrastination, like I'm obsessed now with a show on Netflix called Lucifer. I'm completely obsessed. And so I heard now, about it, but I haven't seen it yet. Instead of doing my work, I'm like laying in bed watching Lucifer. However, I will say to that point is I also feel like I'm not quite as anxious. and I, I'm, I'm letting myself like just enjoy my evenings a little bit more. So I relieve some anxiety, but then I also add on some anxiety because my work's not done. So it's kind of a balance of yeah, trying to well, figure out what you need at that moment in time. It's like a delicate dance, you yeah. know, like what's important to you right now? What do I have to get done? But here's an example in the life of a lawyer, which I know you can relate to. And I think anybody that has a committed professional career where you have appointments and bookings and you really can't be late. So perfect perfect example today as we're heading to record I'm like listen I have to get this client consultation done it's extremely important I booked a specific amount of time for the call and it's emotional it deals with the you know shortcomings of a divorce and the aftermath of a divorce and my client's really upset a man very emotional not often we see it but I see it a lot I'm like okay I got to deal with this guy so here I am trying to finish this consult. It's important because whatever the outcome of that consult affects my business, affects this potential client's life. But I know you're waiting for me. Our producer, Al, is waiting for me, and I have to get to a doctor's appointment. So what do I do? So most people, I don't want to say most, I think a lot of people would freak the hell out in that moment and say, how am I going to get all this stuff done? I don't want to let anybody down. For me, I just went into this new motto, which is kind of like started from 2020. I'm just going to get it done. Yeah. And I did. I was here on time. Yep. You I, you know, I, do, time. I do a lot of phone calls in the car. Like having Apple CarPlay and like yeah, in that's my helpful. car and it just, I just talk. So I schedule a lot of my phone calls when I know I'm going to be in my car and I don't need pen and paper to write anything down. It's just like a conversation I have to have. No, that's cool. Yeah. But if you're reviewing a bunch of documents yeah, while yeah, you're talking you to someone, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. Let's be honest. You shouldn't be doing that in the car. But procrastination, I think, sometimes leads people to realize what is so important for their for their day, what's important for, for their life even, and then helping them figure out, okay, what can I get done? What can I not? And the question I want to talk about, and I think you have a, an article to talk about as it relates to this, when is procrastination healthy and when is it not healthy? When does it become a crutch to your success versus promoting you to actually achieve the things that you want to and should be achieving in your, your life? I mean, I think it's like what you said before. You have to you have to pick and choose what you're procrastinating on that day, right? Because you're going to have to pick something. Do I yep. pick my son up from school or do I let the nanny pick him up and I get my work done? So am I procrastinating with spending time with my son or am I procrastinating with getting my work done? So it's kind of, you know, I think it's it depends on what it is. You have the same hour, so what are you going to get done? You yeah, have one hour. Yeah, you got to figure it out. What right? are we going to do? Yeah, so, for sure. I saw, so before we jumped on today, I saw an article on Business Insider. I don't know when it was from. I can go back and look, but... Um, and it says there's four types of procrastinators. And I thought this was very interesting. So I'm going to go through them. I want to know what you think. So the yeah, first one says the performer who says, quote, I work well under pressure, which is funny because I just said that. And it says this procrastinator forces themselves to focus by shrinking the time they have to tackle a task. Um, no matter what, being in the habit of putting pressure on yourself is not sustainable. 
So the biggest challenge for these people is getting started. And the solution is to flip the script and set a start date. When you focus on what you're going to do to begin a task and not when you hope to end it, you'll take a tremendous amount of pressure off of yourself. I do do this. I especially do it with my office notes. Like, okay, I'm just going to get all of my office notes done by Sunday night. And then, you know, Sunday, two o'clock rolls down around and I've now pigeonholed myself into Sunday night, you know, for the next three hours. Yeah. And you, you, there's no more time, you know, you're staring at the end of the week and it's like, come on, Tiffany, get it done. God forbid it has to wait overnight to Sunday. And then you deal with all the drama Monday morning. That's like the worst. Oh my God. That to me is like the worst nightmare Sunday night as, as a business owner going to bed, knowing I did not finish. I did not finish. And now Monday rolls around. I've got all this shit on my desk when I walk in. Monday's hell. Like how can I bounce, you know, and how do I have a bounce in my step when I hit Monday morning? That's new for me but that's me lately but it's new for me and I think it's just because I'm trying to balance a whole bunch of new stuff in my life but you mean the 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 performer the perfectionist that's a new thing yeah that's new I was never like that before I just sat down and got it done but now I feel like you know there's like my son am I gonna have him this week do I not have him this week what days do I have I'm trying to balance different times that I never really had to balance and you have a different type of calendar now. yeah you know you're totally different and it's it's not even physically different each day but it's different as it relates to what you need to do that day and what's important for you that day. Right. That's also what's important. The perfectionist performer, number one, that I guess we'll, we'll call it that business insiders quote, I guess. Is that what you're referencing? The performer. Yeah. The performer. That reminds me of law school for me because I knew I had all these papers and all these assignments to get done. And I would, you know, no kids, no real job besides, you know, graduating law school. I would figure out all the things I would need to get done. And then I would just sit down one day and I said, come hell or high water, I'm going to be up all night. I'm getting it done. All the papers, all the research, everything. And I think that carried over to my practice as well, because even though I know I have a trial I have to prepare for, I have a deposition I'm prepping for, no matter what, I got to get it done. So if I give myself a crunch time to do it, I think I definitely thrive in that moment and I get it done versus staring at the calendar like, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. And then it's the day of, right. the day before, like, no, it's getting done now, right, right now. Right. <laughs> Put everything else aside, it's getting done. But I learned that in law school, I think. The next one says, the self-deprecator who says, quote, I am so lazy right now. And then it says, it goes on to say, this procrastinator is the opposite of lazy. So when they don't do something, they are extra hard on themselves. We see this a lot with our male clients. They tend to blame inaction on laziness or stubbornness rather than admit that they're tired. What they really need to be is more compassionate with themselves. The solution to this is recharging. Try taking a walk to give yourself space and begin to rebuild your energy. Okay, that's not me. That's I don't think not me. I don't think I've ever said the word I am so lazy in my entire life. I've never said that. Well, I don't, I, even if neither one of us would say that, but even if one of us felt that way, you and I would admit it, but I don't think the average person would just admit the fact that they said that. But I think you see that in people's behavior, you know, how they treat a task and how they treat themselves. I think we see it a lot. I don't think it's maybe a male thing. I don't know. I don't want to make it a male female thing, even though Business Insider just did. I think it's more of like maybe males trying to like complete a project that they thought they could complete. Yeah. And then they get into it and they're like, oh, no, I can't do this. And what do I do now? How do I get it done? Which I don't really see that as procrastination. I just see it as kind of like maybe immediate failure. And then you have to go back and follow up to figure out a way to get it done. I don't know. The next one is both of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Yep. The overbooker who says, I'm so busy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. then they say, this pro- this procrastinator is a pro at filling up their calendar and is often overwhelmed. Yep. I'm so busy is probably the excuse we hear the most often. Interestingly, some of the busiest people we work with get the most done. That's probably me because it's calendared and it's down to a time frame. When busyness comes up as an excuse for not doing something, it's usually an indication of avoidance. 
Rather, we know someone else that does this. Yes, Ra- we do. <laughs> Rather than facing a challenge head on or admitting they don't want to do something. I've said this before. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah, if avoid. you don't want to do it, just say no. Because otherwise, it's going to keep building and building and building and building. Oh, my gosh. And then it says, your biggest challenge. Ready? This- Creating chaos to avoid facing what you know you need to face right now. Oh, oh my God. It's oh boy. so that person. That is All right. so such a and hot then- area. I don't even I don't even know where to go from here. There's a lot of people, I think, actually that fit into that category. Yep. And then it says, your solution. Take a moment of introspection. Ask yourself, what am I really avoiding? Ding, oh, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot of people. But let's talk about the overbooker for just another second. Overbooking could mean multiple things to me. One, I have all these things that I have to get done and I'm going to try my best, which I usually am optimistic about my time, getting it all done. My husband would say, how in the world would anybody look at your calendar and think that you can get all of those things done in X period of time? Me. Right. So my husband will say, schedule less things and finish what you need to finish on your calendar and feel good about it because you've accomplished what you've set out to accomplish. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, no, 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 no. no. no, no. I could fit four more things in there. It's 30 minutes. You know, I'll have a granola bar for lunch. I'll make my call while I'm crunching in the phone. I'll text my message (laughs) instead of emailing it because it takes a little bit less time. Um, I'll dictate. Now you taught me how to dictate. You like that, right? I'll dictate in the car my last three emails as I'm picking up my kids from school. And I'll tell you, I was just thinking about this as I was rushing around today. At the end of the day, even though it's super chaotic, like really chaotic, and sometimes I like want to cry outside and inside (laughs) about doing it, the sense of accomplishment by like 6.45 p.m. where I look back on my day and I'm like, holy cow. Lisa, I'm I'm telling you, I swear to God, there are days where I'm like, there's literally nobody else. Now I'm going to sound like narcissistic, but go ahead. There, okay. there are days when I'm like, there are li- there's literally nobody else I could do what I did today. Like literally. Oh, I say that all the like, time. I say that all the time. I, I mean, it's a little bit narcissistic. Today, today, but- today was one of those days, right? So I'll, I'll give you a breakdown. I wake up early, right? I have to be at the office at 840. So I wake up uh, at the office on time for my patients, which, yep. you know, I, I have to be. That just gives me anxiety right off the bat. One yeah. of my new concierge patients gets admitted to the hospital yesterday. I had never actually seen her yet. So she just gets sick, ends up in the hospital. Now she's my responsibility. And she calls you. Right. Yeah. So I'm calling. The nurse is calling me. One of the consultants is calling me. I'm seeing office patients. My phone account in my office was a shit show, for lack of a better word. I'm on chatting with them in between patients, like doing the, the chat to try and get that figured out. Because yep. I don't trust anyone else to do that. Yep. Right. Yep. Then I have lunch with one of my concierge patients. So, and I'm running late for that because I was on the stupid chat with a guy who couldn't figure out what I needed. And your so phone gets, has to work. And your phone, right. So then I go to, and I have to be at this lunch. She's very important, you know, very important patient and person to me. So I go to, I drop my bag off at the office across the street. I come, I do lunch. I jump in my car. I come here, right? Yep. And now I've got to leave here, go pick up my son from school so I can squeeze him before he's with his dad tonight, go back over to the other office, get my work done. I have dinner tonight at 6.45 as a business. I mean, it's like... Holy Boom. cow. Boom. Boom. But, and like, and, but I get it all done. You will. Yeah, you will get it done. But let's talk about the health side of this for a minute because your, you know, your input on this is extremely crucial. I was just talking to a colleague this morning about this issue. Is that really healthy, Tiffany, to do that like every day? Like does that create an unnecessary amount of stress? Maybe not for you. It depends on the person. You can manage it. But let's talk about like the average person because we all know stress leads to multiple physical issues, mental health issues as well, which we'll have somebody on soon to talk about that. But 
what do you think about the stress level? Because there's some days, Tiffany, where I'm doing all that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like take a breath, Lisa. It's going to be okay. I think it truly depends on the person. And I say that very sincerely. There are some people who can do that. And I am one of those people when when it's done, it's done. Like, right, I'll tell you what I have on my to-do list right now. I have all my office notes from this morning. I still have not done. Why is that less important? Because I already saw the patients. I already did what I needed to do with them. Now it's just sitting down and put, typing it in a computer, right? Right. So I think that it depends on the person. What you have to, everybody's different, right? So would that stress you out? Would that not stress you out? And I think it's not putting unnecessary limitations on yourself, right? Or unnecessary stressors on yourself. Um, perfect example. I had a patient yesterday in my office. He's in his mid seventies and, uh, um, brilliant, brilliant man and is in good health, but not perfect health, had some issues earlier on in the year. And he was offered a job with the government doing something. I don't know. And so I said to him, you know, without getting into too many details, I said, let me ask you a question. Why, why, why do you want to do that? It would require you to move to DC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a full-time gig. And he's like, well, you know, like I'm, re- I'm really good at this and they could really use, I said, stop. I said, your ego is getting in the way of this. Oh, yeah. And that's what I said. And, and he looks at me and he's like, I love you. I was like, because you know I'm right. Yep. I said, because you are a 70, let's say 72, I don't know, 72-year-old man that's going to go take on a full-time gig because you know how good you are at it and they need you. Yeah, no, they need you. No. I said, what you need is to be a consultant with them to keep your, keep your mind going, your yep. energy yep. going, right, to keep your brain fresh. And then when you want to give them the middle finger one day because you want to go play golf on a Tuesday at 2, you can. Yep. I said, why are you pigeonholing yourself into unnecessary stress? Which and he sits back. All and, that sounds like to me is a pile of stress. Yeah, and he sits back it. and he looks at me and he's like, I needed that perspective. I was like, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm yeah. just telling you not to do it full time. Who the F wants to work full time at 72 years old for the government? Like, I mean, nah, no, dude, no, no, but no. There, there are like, people out there and he probably, I don't know him. I don't even know who you're talking about. However, in his defense, based upon what you're saying, he's probably like, I still got this. You know, I can do this. My it age is. isn't going to get ego. in the way. No, it's ego. It's ego. And that's what yeah. you know, I can do it. And, and I said, I, you know. Sometimes you got to put your ego aside. It's like just like what it said before, like question why you're really doing, why you're what's acting. The what, what's the yeah, purpose, right? right? I said, is the purpose because you want to help or is the purpose because you think they need you? Because there's a difference in those oh, yeah, two things. Oh, yeah, big difference, big difference. And so he said, he's like, you're right. He's like, I'm just going to tell him I'll be a consultant. He's like, I can work, you know, 75% here, 25% in D.C. I can still be around my people and then I do my own thing. Yeah. So what the hell? You're 72 years old. Who wants to like be? No, man. Like what's wrong no, with you? No. But but your your identification of stress is obviously different compared to what that patient believes his identification of stress is. I'm saying more like when is the procrastinating behavior really to your detriment, you know, Again, physically. Again, it's a person. It's you know, the person. I, and I think whatever. If you're having breakdowns crying in your car every day, you got a problem. You're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, if but- you're breaking down every three months, okay, well, maybe it was just a bad day. But if you're having full-on meltdowns on a daily basis, your calendar's too full. What about this example? This came up yesterday from a friend. I'm just too busy to eat, and I can't miss 30 minutes of my day because I have too many responsibilities that I have to complete during the day, and I don't even have an appetite anymore. So this friend of mine is legitimately attempting to starve herself even though I'm like setting her food and I'm like, you need to eat, you need to eat. But to me, I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. that's different. You know, like, come on. Yeah. I was like, and I mentioned the word procrastination to her the other day. I'm like, just 
put a couple things aside, procrastinate, and she freaked out. What do you mean all this stuff has to get done right now? She opened a new business, a lot of new, you know, contracts and projects, things that have to get done. So to and that, I'm like, oh, oh to gosh. that I say something that I, I, I try to live by in my life. And I've said this before on the podcast too. What is the worst case scenario? If you can live with worst case scenario for whatever it is in your life by putting off whatever it is that you need to do. And the worst case scenario is, oh, well, maybe the client gets a little upset, but, but you have your mental health, then yeah. it's worth it, right? So you Absolutely. have to look at things in a worst case scenario perspective. And if you yep. can deal with worst case scenario, then maybe it's time to step back for a second. Take a little break. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, if your stress level is so high, you can't even function properly. What the hell is the point of what you just accomplished? Yeah, I mean, there's there a saying, no work point. hard, play hard for a reason, right? Oh, I love that saying. So, yeah. all right, last one. Work hard, play harder. Oh, that's true. That's how last it really one. is. Number four, the novelty seeker who says, I just had the best idea. Okay, I do do this. This idea. Yeah, you, you do have these ideas. This yep. procrastinator has a terminal case of shiny object syndrome. They're constantly coming up with new projects to take on and then getting bored with them a week later. I don't get bored with my ideas, though. I run with them. But they're intrigued by the latest trend and will be quick to implement but not follow through. They're great at making decisions and taking action, but they end up inadvertently losing a lot of time and burning out because they don't take consistent action in one direction long enough to see results. The biggest challenge is completion. The solution is make it stick literally. Write down new ideas or projects on a sticky note, but don't pursue them until you finish what you're currently working on. So that's almost like multitasking to a whole nother level, like multitasking maybe with ADHD or something. Yeah, it's like I have this great idea, you know? let's, let's do something, but you're so busy with other stuff that you can't follow through on the new shiny object idea. There's no way. And then you, you, you get mentally kind of... Well, you're all it. over the place. You know, yeah. at that point, you're like, what's more important? Oh, I like this. I like that. Oh, but I really like that. You know, let's let's go in, in that direction. I think a lot of it also comes down to, we talked about prioritizing and figuring out, you know, what what's important. But And I think you've really been a, a perfect example of how 2020, you know, has changed you with all the life changes that you have going on right now. But really just taking that minute, you know, and looking back on what you're doing and saying, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? It's like self-reflection to figure out what's going on and why is this important. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I literally have to stop and tell myself, this is okay, this can be put aside, this is what's important right, right now. And then, of course, which I think is really important, some of us, like me, need like a mental health professional to tell them that, or really strong friends. But, you know, for me, it's like just being proud of yourself, you know, being proud of what you've accomplished and what you've what you can accomplish and what you've actually achieved versus all the things that you still need to get done. Well, yeah, everybody likes a compliment. So why don't we compliment ourselves a little bit more? Like who doesn't like it when you're walking into a restaurant and someone compliments your outfit or compliments your hair or compliments your smile or so compliment yourself. It. I right? know, but I, I, it's I hard for people sometimes. I compliment other people just because I like the feeling it gives me to make them happy. Right. Oh, I'm yep. like, I'm like, the the per, I'm the perpetual complimenter. I compliment everyone for like random things, but it's, there's genuine, but maybe other people wouldn't say something. Yeah. So I say it cause I'm just that, because it makes me feel good. So I want to make other people feel good. Well, I think that's great. But I, I, and I think it's, it comes from a strong support system, you know, with your friends, your family, whenever you need that, you know, and also I think more importantly, maybe it's recognizing I really kind of need a little bit of a push today. You know, yeah. I need someone to give me a little nudge, like, Hey, you're doing a great job. You know, it's just important, you know, because some of us, like me, maybe not you so much, but definitely like me, like I need that. You know, I need to know. I think every, I don't, yeah, I mean, I think everybody It's does. important. Who doesn't, who doesn't want some positive energy in their lives every day? I mean, well, you I got out of the car, I complimented your shirt. You did. That you was did. genuine. I do like it. Yeah. I might steal it. Uh. 
it, it's probably going to be too big for you since you're skinny mini now. Stop. <laughs> yeah, from from doing so many things I from didn't eat. doing yeah. so many things, exactly, and getting the gym in there yeah. and fig- figuring out fitness and all of that. So I think everybody should figure out, if you are a procrastinator, what number are you? Like, are you the performer? Are you the self-deprecator? Are you the overbooker? Tiffany and I are the overbookers. And or, or are you the novelty seeker? And then figure out what is the best way to deal with your form of procrastination and how can you make yourself feel better every day if you are a procrastinator? Because I think all of us, one way or another, are. Well, I think a lot of people listening to us are not procrastinating because most people that tell me that they're walking on the beach or they're exercising, so that's a good version, unless you're doing that stuff to put off doing other things, and then in which case, I guess you are procrastinating. Yeah, in some way. Or whatever. Definitely in anyway, some way. We'll listen to you guys. as You procrastinate and listen to us. We will accept that offer. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it on. We'll get some more downloads in the meantime. And please, guys, remember to... Watch us on Instagram. I mean, follow us on Instagram. And you can always email us at confidentchaospodcast at gmail.com. And if you have some new topics or ideas you want us to talk about for 2021, let us know. But in the meantime, everybody, make sure you all stay healthy and stay grounded. Stay grounded.